Pivot Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa McHale. I'm Marissa McHale. And I am the soulless, blood sucking podcaster known as Victor McGill. Oh my God, why are you soulless? He says it in the episode. Oh. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> I think I just found out really quick. We switched spots on the podcast and I can't, I can't even look at you. We switched. I know. That's why. And you always yell at me, talking to your mic, talking to your mic. And that's a difficult spot to be in. Yeah, but you usually are sitting. So today we are here to discuss episode seven, season three of Dexter titled Easy as Pie. So I remember when I used to do one of my thousands of rewatches of the show I, one time, went down this crazy rabbit hole to try and understand, and let me know if you thought about this at all, thought about this at all, do you think there's any meaning behind it being a key lime pie? To refresh you about why we're talking about key lime pie, this is the episode where Camilla dies and she's asked to be euthanized by Dexter, um, and she's asking for this key lime pie. Um, I... For years, not years, one time I got went out crazy, like, what the hell is the meaning behind a key lime pie? Like the, you know, um, did you ever think about that at all? No, I didn't have any thoughts on that. I just kind of assumed because being in Miami and close to the Keys. Right. But no. No. So now that we have like the power of the podcast behind us, if anyone could... um Oh, so you looked into it and you got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. And all I, like, all I kept running into was other people asking the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're able to find it, let me know. Or if you can find some meaning behind it. Um, this episode aired November 9th, 2008. Whoa. We are recording on Friday, November 9th. 2018 cool kind of cool right yeah um i definitely have spoiler talk this is an episode when we finish the podcast we can come back to okay uh it'll probably go over your head just because of how we're watching the podcast uh watching this show um and so while we're here regarding spoiler talk so miguel brought this prisoner from last episode clemson galt yep down from prison and now he's escaped no mention of it. No talks of it. There's no like questioning of Miguel. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, w- wait, why did you bring him down? Yeah. Even if it is all legit, it, takes, it deserves a second eye. Plenty of this stuff has happened already. You know what I mean? I am right there with you. I totally agree. But honestly, watching this episode, I didn't even think about it. No, like it sure. is. It is funny how you're a thousand percent right. But it's just like. And I'll say to that. Dexter, the show has conditioned you that you know when, you know, they could kill the president the next episode. And the next episode, Dexter is just going to be swimming at the pool. Yeah, and you're not even going to think about it. Yeah. He's conditioned you to just be like, never mind. Yeah. You know? Um, That's funny. Yeah. Uh, do you have some primers on this Easy as Pie episode? So my primers are, is pie really that easy? Like, where did that, where did that expression come from easy as pie yeah oh that's a good that's and a good you question. elected us to make pumpkin pie for thanksgiving i did yeah you don't remember that no 
Thanksgiving so soon. In the oh, family I did, I did, chat, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, we're yeah, going to yeah, bring yeah, pumpkin yeah, pie yeah. to him. Like, we are? So that's as you, because that's you, because it's so easy. I'm interrupting you. You have a key lime mic cover. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, also, I think that maybe Rita and Syl should be the ones getting married, and Dexter and Miguel. Oh, no. Do a little do a little double wedding, but for, for themselves. <laughs> and... uh. I think that Miguel's outbursts this episode are just so funny to me. This was one of the funniest episodes we watched. Yeah. (laughs) And and I know that they weren't weren't supposed to be funny, but they were so funny to me how he literally gets like irate in a matter of seconds, you know? Yeah. There's when we come to a part, I'm going to have to um, get this meme together because there's a there's a hilarious part in this episode. Well, uh, I guess with that being said, we can start our episode. Uh, our episode starts out with a flashback of season two. Do you remember this at all? No. Do you remember like the first, because Dexter even says it here, like, oh, hey, dad, do you need to throw up again? Remember, this was at the that episode, there's something about Harry. This is one of Dexter's first kill. When when Harry. Yeah, because he's saying, like, remember, he's chopping him up in the garage. This yeah. Is that, remember, and like, he's coming to throw again, and then Harry comes in, and he's like, Oh God! And this is where he like yeah realized he yeah. Was, I guess I didn't. Re- I I remember him saying that, but I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize yeah, that. This is okay. Be, this is I think Rodrigo Garza. I think was the name from season two. Okay. Um. Dexter now dreaming of sort of like being revealed. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way he kind of even wakes up with Rita. Like you don't have to dream. You're out in the open. Um. And I love Rita all the time. What do you? What wait, do you what? Say? Like Dexter says, have you ever had a dream where you're so vulnerable? Oh, yeah. And Rita's like, yeah, well, all hey, the time. Rita's had a hard life up to this point. All right. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Someone hates Rita. No, it's just. Yeah. I mean, she's literally reading a wedding planning book. Well, she had a dream, and you also just had a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Let's talk about your nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> No, no, let's Wait. do this. Let's do Woke this. Woke up on, in on. sweats. I know. You, yes, yes. So, Rita, woman has this poor single mother, has been beaten. Her ribs broken. She said, you broke my heart, you broke my ribs. Twice, her ex, that husband died. Hard drugs. In prison. Her current fiance. Off the wa- on the wagon. Okay. Dreams about being revealed. You know, she's, she's sometimes she has little nightmares. Marissa, mother to dog, Nin. Nin. Yes. About to be married next year. Yes. What is your worst nightmare oh, that you literally had during the week where you God. woke me up and said, babe, <laughs> go ahead. I dreamt that it was our wedding and none of our vendors showed up. Get the fuck out of and here. And me and my sister... Are in like our hair and makeup is like half done, and no. like we're setting everything up. No guests are walking in, and no. guests are like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Get away from me! It's my wedding day, and no. I'm setting this up." And no, all of the vendors were still like charging my credit card, and I was like, "How are you charge?" <laughs> I remember like being so angry and looking down, and I don't even have this like application on my phone, but looking down, and it was like, "Ching!" That like the hair and makeup people just charged me like five hundred dollars, and I was like, "They're not even here." I like realized in my dream that I was doing my own hair and makeup on my wedding day, and that's when I woke up gasping for air in the sweats. But Rita, okay, can't go to school without her bottoms on. Listen, 
What does that even mean? She doesn't have her pants on. Did you watch the episode? I might not have. Okay. Anyway. How much do you think, because she's like, you're probably just stressed because of wedding planning. Yeah. How much wedding planning do you think Dexter has done? Seeing that his list is like three people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, none. Yeah. None. And he's like, yeah, probably. Like, there's no no shot Dexter's yeah. done anything, yeah. you know? Um, I totally have Rita's humongous wedding planning book, though. Yeah, we're looking at We have a pause right now. It's- and I still to this day so i can't even say i used to i still to say like take it out as if i'm like in this like big business meeting and there's literally nothing what, to binder? do with it yeah and there's <laughs> Wait, nothing in on, it i want to tell a funny story there's nothing to do with it so I, and i imagine i imagine um um other brides people who've been who who gotten married and they they went through the wedding procedure um so there's this binder that they sell from the knot, and I and I love that binder. Anyone right. else that gets engaged, I will gift you that binder. <laughs> I know, but what a really funny story was is uh, the first. So you wanted to make it a point to collect business cards from everyone we meet: DJs, photographers, caterers. We just so we have, and there's a slot. There's like a page for slots of business cards. So this was like two weeks ago. So we obviously we got engaged at the end of July, and we've been wedding planning since. So. Probably about two weeks. And you got that book when we got home from California. Yeah. It was already sitting at yeah. our door. Uh, so two weeks ago, Marissa's looking at the, the binder for the page of... In, in the in the binder, the page that has the business cards. And she's like, she has one business card. And you can't figure out who it is. And it finally hit you that it was my dermatologist. I think I literally... I just slipped his business card in there. Because I've been so bad at getting business cards. Because who asks for business cards? Yeah. And it's kind of awkward. Yeah. So I only have like two to begin with. Oh my so God. then I finally saw a third. I and I want to say... Was I, one of them mine? No. But I want to say I, I gasped. I was like, <gasps> like, I got another business card? When did I... I don't even remember getting it. And then, so yeah, funny. it was your dermatologist. Thank you. <laughs> you have an appointment in March. <laughs> Um, Dexter's wedding list is pretty sad. Yeah. We're going to get to a point later when Rita's like, um, I need your wedding list. And it's like, he fucking has four friends. Yeah. Just say it's 10 and call yeah. it. Like, why yeah. are you hounding this? Whatever. Um, so it, to other storyline from last episode, minus the Clemson Galt thing, uh, Ramon being arrested for false imprisonment, imprisonment. And we see the, uh, fallout here. Uh, so his punishment this is sort of like kind of hits political close to home today where sort of the cop, the all the whatever, the, the politicizing of the cop shooting and everything. Ramon's punishment is early retirement with benefits. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, what is that guy max 45 years old? If not yeah. old. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the badge and the gun. I don't know if you've ever picked up on this, but it's like the most cliche thing in movie mo- the movies and television media medium for cops yeah yeah it's just like you know um you know i would kind of assume though that that is similar though in real life oh i mean that, it becomes a cliche for a reason yeah you know? yeah um god i had something here from colton and um he would at first colton was like there's no way he would turn in his firearm miami dade makes you buy your own gun hmm then he said, "Correction, Miami Dade Police issued a fire issue. They issued their police officer a firearm, so he would have to turn it in. Gotcha. Sometimes cops don't have to." Um, Batista, they're sort of Fatista. Re- Damn, nice. Well, 
you know, he sees we we see that the Skinner is a top priority. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I just have a note here. Like Dexter's doing his guest list, and he has three friends. Yeah, which prompts me to think. And I know, like Rita started out as a cover. Yeah. So what did Dexter do in his time before this? Kill people. Right, but no social life. I guess not. Because he clearly doesn't hang out with any of these people. Yeah, I guess not. Was he just stalking victims all his time? Like, you know? At least he has Rita to eat up some of his time. Yeah. Whatever. Pizza night. <laughs> um, and we kind of learned this episode that Anton is being used as bait. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think we said last week. What was it last week that they were finally doing something smart? Remember, I was like, finally, Miami Metro does something smart and... Oh, that they figure out that they're they're being invested, they're being tailed. Yeah. Um. So now they're doing something smart and using Anton as bait. It's sort of like, all right, if if they're just trailing on investigation, let's sure. find out that Anton, you know, um, sort of foreshadowing what happens later in the episode. Um, when they arrive to Wendell's mother's house, mm-hmm. uh, Deb is like sort of I don't know if you picked up on it. She's like stepping on like all the like trees. palm trees. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of we learned that. Uh, Tree trimmer. Uh, anything here? Because I'm. I feel like I'm just skating past and no, not letting you. Um, you and your horrific nightmare talk. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, something for <laughs> sort of incorporates later in the episode that uh, there's a crime scene where there's sort of a sockless killer. Fucking Albert Chung. Fucking Albert Chung. Um. Obviously, that this crime scene is just sort of like fuel for the Ellen Wolf Miguel thing. Um, so, kind of going back, like we see, like Miguel's all hot and bothered because this whole Miguel thing. So, I don't think you would ever go describe something as we're going to go hit something hard. I know. And say golf. Yeah. Golf is supposed to be like relaxing. Um, yeah. A lot of golfing this season, right? Is this the second time they're golfing, or is there is a bit of golfing? Yeah. Um, where am I at here? I totally lost my notes here. So Miguel, <laughs> so this is the time when Miguel is hits the the golf and he goes Gongo. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. And you just hear the, the 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 hitting everything left and right. Um, Miguel really is heated up, and like this episode, it gets like really amplified. Um, well, you know what I just noticed? That is totally Dexter's room. Rita's room is the same set. It's just redressed. Look here. All right. So we have it on pause. So you're going to see her closet. Oh, God. So that there is like Dexter's bedroom. I don't know if you've seen Dexter's, the inside of Dexter's bedroom. But if you see here, the way the camera pans out to the right a little bit, it's totally Dexter's bedroom. Come on. This is really bad for the podcast. Totally. Oh, you see? Yeah. Okay. Do you notice it's Dexter's bedroom? <laughs> Great. Right there? No? Got it. Uh, Miguel and Ellen Wolf. That this sort of starts like. You know, Miguel's all crazy. Yeah. I love how with Miguel's outbursts, how he gets so insane. And then when they cut to Dexter, Dexter's just like, okay. Like, Dexter's so mellow most of the time, especially in front of, you know, everyday life and everyday people. Yeah. That it's so funny when you see Miguel's out. Like, they're like such a funny pair together in my miguel opinion and Dexter? yeah well sure you have the straight calm guy yeah and you have miguel's this animated they're animation. yeah they're really <laughs> funny together so like again we, we see sort of the idea of like Mc- ellen wolf doesn't fit dexter's code right no blood on her hands 
Um, and my question to you is, do you find this interesting at all? Because Dexter, previously to this season, would have never let someone this close in on the code. Right. Like, even as much as he trusted Lila at For a certain sure. point. Um, so it's like, it's not so much to think he'd bend his code a little bit. Because it, it starts out with, keep an open mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, she never done the deed, so to say, but I'll look into it. And that's him, you know. Um, and also, I feel like he thinks that Miguel has helped him and not that he owes Miguel a favor, but it's just kind of like he's a true friend. Uh, you know, friends help each other. I need to help him too if that's if he needs me to do this, you know? So I, I did see Dexter like swaying a little bit or maybe at least giving him the benefit of the doubt of like maybe I should, like, you know, like he says, keep an open mind and, and look out this Ellen Wolf uh, a yeah. little closer. Um, I'm trying to think here if I should stop the storyline to do other stuff. Um, cause I want to end the episode with the Camilla stuff. Okay. Uh, I guess we could keep going. I don't want to go too fast here. Where are we at with time? We're at 17 minutes. Okay. Um, so this Albert Chung case sort of comes back around to come in. Uh, the fact that Ellen Wolf is representing, mm-hmm. God, I wonder how hard that must be for lawyers to just represent like the scummiest of yeah. scum yeah um but uh, like when you saw when they were when they were all talking um and dexter was oddly sitting there as you know they were going over all of the investigative work and and what, what do you mean by oddly because i believe that like miguel purposely no i know but it's like it's almost as if like dexter like was a little out of place there okay like like in my opinion like he was kind of just sitting there like Oh, like oh, okay. Yeah, you know, like so he like was just like a, like slightly out of place or whatever. But um, you know, I do agree that it must be difficult for de- defense attorneys to defend these people that right. you probably know did the crime. Sure. But you hear Ellen Wolf say like, "Well, I can easily discredit you, and even though you're great at your job, like it's the way that I'm going to portray you." You know what I mean? And I I think that a lot of times that's how they look at it, where they don't even look at like right and wrong. It's like. How could I? Paint, how do I win? How do I win? And how am I a better storyteller? You know, than the <laughs> yeah. than the opposite person. Yeah. And that's why, like, for Miguel to get as crazy as he is about her, I get it. But I think it's more like political with work. Sure. Like, like it's like I don't really think that Ellen will like Ellen Wolf's not this like bad crazy person. Like that would be that would mean every single defense attorney is like this. You know what I mean? I think that it's more Miguel like takes it too personally, maybe. Well, and let me ask you too. Do you think they would like the ADA would know this one lawyer so much? Like it almost seems like they're like destined to like you know what I mean. Like, do, wouldn't Miguel hate a lot of lawyers, not specifically Ellen Wolf? So you would think he would, but supposedly this Ellen Wolf is known for taking, taking the on these these high celebrity or the, not okay. celebrity, I don't want to say celebrity, but these like high profile cases, sure, you know, sure. and that's and that's what he says. So, I mean, even, like, with the high celebrity profile cases, um, I keep saying celebrity, it's not the right word, but with these, like, high profile cases, um, us, as just regular people, end up knowing their lawyers and knowing their names, you know, just because they're on TV. So, I'm assuming if you're a prosecutor and she's a defense attorney, you would get to know her. I don't know as well as he is, but... Yeah. Uh, Albert Chung, they sort of ask for one of Ellen Wolf's requirements for surrendering is conjugal visits yeah is conjugal visits having sex in prison yeah so like there's rooms for that yeah so like if i get arrested 
Oh, I God. could like work out in ideal yeah. conjugal visits. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I always thought that was just like a, a joke or like So a- I think um prison is longer sentences than jail, right? I believe so. Yeah, jail is like yeah. Jail is like less than a year and prison is oh, I don't know the exact terms, but prison is like you're in there for a while. Yeah. So I think that conjugal visits might only be for prison. No, but sure. Because it's like you're there for longer yeah. or whatever. But um, yeah, supposedly that's a thing. Jeez. There's like a room? There's like a sex room? I I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> In Orange is the New Black, okay. there was a conjugal visit. Um, yeah. And one of the girls got got married. So um, they let her have like a conjugal visit or whatever. Actually, I don't even know if they let her or if they just did it like in the waiting room. Sure. Um, but either way, she got pregnant. Okay. So now she's pregnant in jail. The way, the way, uh, Dex, the way Ellen Wolf discredits Dexter so quickly, because like we even see like Dexter is like put off by it. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, yeah, there's like a hundred and seventy-one to million to yeah. one odds of that this is not Albert Chung. She's like, oh yeah, but the jury, they're not going to figure out odds or whatever. Um, I just love how like while I was like, it's like, oh shit, she actually is really good. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is all writing and yeah. whatever setup. Um. I just love, I love how animated Miguel gets. Here. Yeah. God, he's like, you have no case and no morals. I know, yes. <laughs> I think that's when we both like died laughing. Um, The line after Ellen Wolf, and I was looking at you the tw- twice when we watched this. I was looking at you because the line when she's like, well, you look like someone who could plant evidence and Dexter's voiceover. And we all know how much I, I talk bad about his voiceover, but... When when he says the voiceover goes, do I see p- sheets of plastic in your future? Yeah, I remember dying laughing at that. Like we just, I, I remember me and my sister thought it was so funny and so like, oh my god! Like we had to rewind it because we were like, holy shit, that was a great line, but nothing to you, huh? Wow. We even, I even had a clock. I think my sister got it for my birthday, a clock that just said, "Do I see plas- sheets of plastic in your future?" It was like a Dexter license, yeah. clock or whatever. But I guess nothing for you, right? Um, <laughs> Um, well, like, you know, we see this Miguel and Ellen are really like vile towards each other. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine, right? Like if your career, this is, you know, you're Miguel and your career matters to you this much. Coño. Coño. And you all of a sudden just like discovered this ability to like take people out. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to say, I'm going to kill her. Like, you know what I mean? It's just sort of like. It's literally like kid in a candy shop. He just got like the secret power and now he's just going to go crazy with it. Louis C.K. has this great comedic bit. He's like, you know how amazing it is the first time a child discovers that they could lie? Yeah. Because the the way kids look at it all the time, it's just like, did you eat that cookie? Yeah. And in their head, they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. What? (laughs) Like, you know, the first time you get to lie. I feel like that's sort of like with Miguel here, like. Like, I could just look at this. I have this tag team where, yeah. you know, and I... And I think that Miguel doesn't um, underestimate Dexter, but kind of in a way, because, like, Miguel says, like, I don't like to be told no. So Miguel, like, gets what he wants, like, on a regular basis, probably, you know? So it's like, I feel like he almost just thinks that he can, like, bribe or persuade Dexter to kill Ellen Wolf and of course Dexter will he's my friend of course you know right, like right. that uh, like it's like I feel like he's almost 
getting too high and mighty with it because he's just kind of used to getting what he wants and he just thinks that like it'll be easily you know persuaded to do so the line he underestimates dexter that's gonna be a really interesting line to come to because we have now eight nine ten eleven twelve we have five episodes after this this is when i like finally have you felt a lull this season or have you do you feel it building up towards something or no so i've liked this season um i i haven't been disappointed with it i think that us starting to binge it and then not and then that kind of um that kind of made it made the tone a little differently for me. Um, we are both though trying to get better in diligently watching, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so no, but I haven't felt like such a lull. I'm enjoying Do it. Do you feel it building up to something? Because um, I, I guess definitely I guess... building up after last episode. Okay. Like when when they kind of really began like their tag team per se is as, as you said earlier, um that was kind of like oh this is crazy like in, in in retrospect if you could sort of look back to what you thought about season two and season one did you feel that building up to something? Because Dexter is unique in that every season arcs yeah whereas a lot of other shows it's one continuous like you could tell every everything that happened in season two gone yeah season one gone like yes he's gonna mention that he has a brother who died but dexter's show is unique in that they hit the reset button and some stuff carries over sure but for the most part forgot most part forgotten yeah like like colton said last episode why isn't miguel like holy shit you're the bay harbor butcher yeah like you know at no point right holy shit um so did you feel it leading up to something in season one and two Compared to this season, if I can um, say? I think that this season was more of a gradual progression. Mm-hmm. Whereas one and two were maybe a little bit more fast-paced. Maybe a little bit more like, yeah, you know? It's going to be interesting to sort of look back. Because this is the season that gets knocked all the time. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, I'm, though. Not I'm definitely you are. not. I'm yeah. not saying you are. I'm just saying like this is the season that always is like, ugh. You know? Um, this season also, um, it's probably the most realistic Sure. Like this, this season. You know what I mean? This which, season is yes. It's, which it's the most realistic. They they released a prisoner from, uh, you know, they captured someone from prison. He got killed. No one mentions it. It's definitely the no. I'm joking. I'm, I'm totally joking. It's. It, I think it really focuses on a relation. It's it's friendship. You know. Right. I think that this, and especially for you and I, who are talking about every single episode, like I feel like that's why I am enjoying this because it is like putting, you know, where we have different you know, thoughts and we can kind of relate to them and things like that, you know? You could replace killing with almost anything like, let's just say like doing drugs or just like... Right. Like something taboo. I don't even know if I'd say taboo, but more like, you know, a, a guy to go do that stuff with. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, just this is a show about a serial killer, so of course it's going to be about that, but no, like this this season is very... And like, I, if, if we go back and listen to season two, I was like really excited to do this season with you because... Uh, wedding planning, like it's sort of yeah. the, you, you see it like a little bit get kind of mixed in, you know. Yeah. And we're we're wedding planning too, um, but no, I, I'm with you, and I, I didn't. I was being sarcastic, but yeah, I think that this deals with personal relationships, yeah. you know, which like is Deb it, and Anton, like yeah, fuck all of that, that you know, that that thing with Lundy was just gross, and and <laughs> Ryan from season one, like sacrificing your career, yeah, for the better of someone, like yeah. you know, that's that's definitely relatable, um. Yeah, no, I, I, I like this season, and I think it's definitely, yeah, most relatable for sure. Syl and Rita are looking at another house, and this is where, like, Rita's freaking out about Dexter's list. Yeah. 
Um, that's what I have. I like have written here. Like, how many people could Dexter have if he's scrambling for five people and Quinn's a question mark, and they're looking for a venue? Call it twenty people, and you're I know, done. I know. I mean, clearly Dexter doesn't have family. Deb's right. It's not like he has aunts and uncles yeah. coming. And it's also though, like even before. The, also, Rita knows this. Well, that's what I mean. Like it was like okay, like when we started, it was like okay, like I know who you're gonna invite, your yeah. and like your coworkers. Like we we all know that. Like how do you not know that? You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, that's like a little annoying, but I guess it's like just the only thing they have in writing to right. you know. And so we see here too that Syl is suspicious of Miguel, and like now Rita's like the one giving advice. For Rita to be giving relationship advice to anyone. Look at you hating on Rita. Damn. Okay. Wow. No, I'm just saying it's just very funny in my opinion. Well, let me say Rita says Dexter was having an affair. Yeah. Not true. Okay. If you, uh, yeah, the mic's going to pick that up when you, yeah, on there. Um, They weren't. They were on a break. Ross and Rachel. No, I know. Or we were on a break. So technically, they never right. cheated. Um, I guess I'm with you. And I don't know if she's giving advice as much as just like, hey, I was kind of going through the same thing and we just talked about it and it ended up being okay. Right? Isn't that kind of what she says? That was kind of what it was. But then um, I think Syl said something like, so you just mentioned it? And she was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't mention it, it's just going to yeah. kind of, and like kind of like butting in a little bit almost, yeah. maybe. And, um, well, shit, why would she... This is fucking... This is Aunt Syl. That's true. <laughs> like, what, hey, you muchachos. <laughs> Aunt Syl. But, um, no, I just think that... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely a little strange for Rita to be giving a relationship advice. And I also love how she was like, oh, Dexter and I weren't like you and Miguel, though. We were in a different place. Which, of course, Syl and Miguel are married, so they were in a different place. But you and Dexter were totally in a committed relationship also. Right, like, right. But whatever. Uh, when Dexter goes to Masuka and Batista, this is I'm I'm scrambling here. Um, the level of this is just weird. Like the level of self importance. He's like Masuka's like, I'm gonna sleep with the maid of honor. It's like first of all, maid of honor, and he's like, wait, but Masuka's your best man because I'd be honored. I would but, never ever. But and we talked about this. How funny is it, people that just think that like oh, oh you're they're just getting, like oh my god you're getting married can't wait to I go can't wait to be. I'm like, yeah oh, oh, slow your roll and it's like oh my god well you weren't invited but now, now you, you are, are. <laughs> you know um and i always heard those things and i never tr- i always thought that people were exaggerating when they said that but um no that really happens and yeah. like th- as crazy as this is for you and i to think about I'm sure that this stuff happens all the time. Like, of course, I'm, you know. I know. I, I would say, like, like yes, with, like, coming to your wedding, like, just inviting yourself. Like, I, I get that. But, like, imagine, like, one of your friends just being like, I can't wait to be your maid of honor. Okay, like, hold, like, wait, what? Okay, but um, you have been best man to a lot of your friends. Sure. And you are deciding, to, well, we are deciding to, like, not really have a bridal party and just right. do family. And one of your friends said something like, nah, man, nah, you need to have a best man. And like, you were best man to him. So like, in my head, it was kind of like almost the same thing. Oh, oh. I'm like, no, no, come on. You, you need to have a best <laughs> man. You really should. You know? Sure. Uh, um, This whole thing with the, like, you know, Masuka just saying he automatically sleeps with the, the maid of honor. Yeah. Assuming he's the best man before yeah. they ever even have a con- conversation. Sort of like why? This is why Dexter has no friends. <laughs> like... 
like when, like when if this is how his conversations go with them and he's oh, like yeah. already this super loner like yeah, yeah never mind yeah <laughs> like I'm okay I love it I love it. at one point he said something um, about giving someone the hack like you're gonna oh, get yeah. hacked off the list or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. that was funny break And now, a look into the future from Dexter. He also requests conjugal visitation. Jesus, you have no shame and no case. Run the evidence from the crime scene, will you? Blood at the scene belonged to Albert Chung. DNA matched his sample in our database. Odds are 170 million to one that it's anyone but Albert Chung. Won't hold up. You do know what odds are. The jury won't. Not when I get done discrediting you and your chain of custody. I think we all know how easy it is to plant evidence, and, well, you look the time. (laughs) Do I see sheets of plastic in your future? Estamos de vuelta! (laughs) I was like, I'm going to flip out if you didn't say it in Spanish. Come on. I was going to make you feel so bad because you made me and Colton. You know, Colton texted me like, hey, I'm really sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I, I probably, I, I like, I hope Marissa's not mad at me. Colton, I'm so mad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, he didn't say that, actually. He just... Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone enjoyed Colton on. I think every, I felt like we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then like a lot of like the feedback was Colton was a lot of fun. So, Colton, you met Colton from your Six Feet Under podcast. Sure. And you guys are like good friends. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just think that's so cool. No, I, ha- I have. And like, e- sorry. Yeah. Now I'm cutting you off. Cut but off. we've done a few episodes with Colton, like you and I together with Colton. And I feel as if I know Colton. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. like, like when we're all talking, like it really just yeah. feels like we're just all friends. It's really cool. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think. And not to like downplay anything with Colton, but I have a, I definitely have like a bunch of podcast relationships where it's morphed into other stuff, you know? Um, yeah, all of it. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it is. Um, so I have two things. God, I already forgot one. Oh, okay. I have one. So the way this season ends, and this is unfortunately you can't do or say anything about this, but I am, if you know how this season ends, and I guess this is for folks who know the show and, like you know you know what's really cool about the podcast thing people as they catch on to the podcast are like hey when's your next facebook live so it's really cool that people are actually anticipating yeah and again it's not like it's not like we get like a thousand it's usually like seven people but it's actually really fun because while we're talking someone will be like victor you're an idiot yeah this and whatever um but so i think i want to do it for episode 11 because episode 11 is where the season arcs and episode 12 is just sort of like a, I, I can't, I won't say a lull, but I kind of want to keep tradition. Um, if you know what episode's 11 about compared to 12, um, let me know. So would you, are you saying to do episode 11 and 12 or no, just 11? Just 11. Okay. And As then, that, and that's yeah. kind of, that would kind of be like our season finale. So to Facebook speak. live for everyone. Okay. And we still do 12, whatever. The second thing, the origin of easy as pie or yeah. why it's saying that, um, the idiom does not refer to the making of a pie, but rather to the act of consuming a pie. It's as easy as eating a pie. Now, we know how you scarf down pies. So it's pretty much, you know... But you could say easy as ice cream. 
You could say it. I'm going to say it. This is your world and I'm just living in it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to bring it back. That and Akon. So, okay. Um, Before we get back into the Dexter stuff, let's let's knock out some Batista trying to slide all up on um, Vagina's lips. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sorry, Gianna. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, Batista doesn't just want to be friends. I hope that no one's like drinking their coffee and just like spits it out. That's what no, I was. That's the highest honor if someone. I guess this is the, the problem with doing this stuff though is, and I marked that podcast explicit. Problem with this though is like I could listen to like I listen to a lot of sports radio podcasts. I could listen to that, and if someone walks in in the room, like it's okay. But if if someone walked in, if you're listening at work and they just walked in, it's like yeah, kissing vagina lips. Like what? Oh my what are you god! Listening to. Uh, and you said it again. <laughs> what vagina lips? <laughs> vagina whips um so later batista asked Gian- this story this what their movement in this episode yeah go ahead it's i don't know what uh, 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 go ahead you go no what's your people I, here to listen to you they don't care about me i um i don't know i mean like i it's not that i don't like them together i just don't know where it's like going you know well, i think it's going to the bone zone okay <laughs> <laughs> um I I have no idea why first he asked Batista ask her to you know they, he goes for a kiss and she's like no 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 homie don't play that and he's like hey do you want to go to the wedding with me oh my god let me fucking tongue fuck you yeah I don't get like, that what? and also was he trying to kiss her in the work elevator well on top of that what's stupider is like she's like wow this guy's actually really sweet I think I kind of want him to be my boyfriend like a few feet away and like a few days away from like having to set up this prostitute sting yeah just to make sure I know he's off prostitute yeah doesn't make any sense the whole thing so the whole weird. thing is so weird and i feel bad because it's like god you just have to give this guy you have to give all these other characters yeah one of the biggest knocks about dexter is the only thing that matters is dexter yeah none of these other characters matter like the that masuka storyline is already gone right and I'm like what was the point of it? i know yeah you know, but you're right it's like filler yeah it's all filler yeah you know um I would have liked if they never had that whole sort of scene in the elevator and if they just like were a normal couple and she was just like, yeah, let's date. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would have been better if, yeah. it, you know, even if it's not, if it's still just filler yeah. instead of her turning him down. And then, yeah, the next day going in <laughs> to like, like oh, yeah, hardcore you know, makeout yeah. sesh. Yeah. In front of the station. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I guess we can use, we use, uh, we could go to some Deb and Anton stuff. So I think that Deb and Anton are my favorite Deb couple thus far. Um, let me see where I have here. Uh, um, and it's funny because they're just like a little unconventional. And I don't know if it's because I feel as if we have the most background on them before that they're before they're a couple. Like we kind of see their relationship grow and progress, which is nice. Um, even with with Brian in season one, it was like they went on one date and then she was getting engaged, and she, you sure, know, like there was sure. no growth there. We didn't yeah. learn about them as a couple. And then even with Lundy, he was like a weird father figure, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're in the bone zone. So now I feel like this. I don't know if it's just that I really like them two together, or if it's just that they have, you know, they've kind of shown us the most background on the two of them. But either yeah. way, I like them the yeah. most together. Uh, just to sort of go back a little bit to set up their storyline, uh, it's sort of impossible for Deb and Anton to like not show their hand when she's like, hey, 
like how much could she actually care about Anton besides like an, a CI? Like you know what you know what I'm trying to yeah. say like like of course it was going to finally show that they like each other or she likes him. Um so we see Deb sort of tell Anton to skip out of town. Uh Deb does some crazy ass invest detective work. Now that like Anton's out of the picture as a CI, she can't get information from him. Yeah. And we find out Deb figures out that a tree trimmer of sorts could be the Skinner. Um, thoughts on this here, as you were saying that either Quinn or Miguel could be the Skinner. Um, I f- or, and does that still are you still sticking with it? I feel as if um, I I feel as if the tree trimming thing was kind of reaching, but at the same time that she has the evidence to prove that there was something going on with that. Um, I don't know if I ever said I thought Quinn was going to be the Skinner. I think you may have said connected. So, so is this uh, well, a what, little... What, what, I, what I wanted did to... Did I get caught in a little suki-suki, yuki-yuki? <laughs> are, you are you giving me a spoiler here? No, you, I think you said. At some point you said. Okay. Or connected. Okay. What I was going to say is... Um, like season one, you never really did this, but like I remember talking to a lot of people, and especially people who start watching Dexter. So many people were like, Batista's definitely the ice truck killer. Oh my God, love him. No, but I know if you think about like those first six episodes, like they don't really sh- tip their hand, and you're like, it could be Masuka, it could be Batista. Like, and they purposely make it someone who's not, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that's why when you were saying stuff, I, 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 I didn't you say what wasn't it your prediction? What was your predictions last episode? I don't think I ever said I thought Quinn was the Skinner. Then you said Miguel was the Skinner. Yeah. Right. So it's not that crazy. You keep smiling at me, like thinking I just revealed Ooh, a secret I about know. Quinn. <laughs> no, you don't know. Okay. Um, but so it's not crazy. It's not that crazy to think like whoever's you know. Yeah. Um, are you sticking with Miguel is the Skinner? So I, I like a part of me really just like quickly thought that and just thought like, oh, my God, that sure. could be crazy because Miguel, does, you know, he's all into Dexter killing people. And he is like, you know, I know who you are. I know you better than you think. I understand you. I get you. <laughs> yeah. So that's why. But I really I don't believe he is like mm-hmm. I like I know that I said that last episode and I'm still going to say that like, yeah, that would be crazy. But I really don't think he is. Um, and I still do think that Quinn is like not good. Like I think he's definitely in some bad stuff or up to no good, whatever. But um, so I guess yeah, my my uh, my opinions still stand the same. Uh, I guess emotions are flaring, but Anton taking this on being used as bait for the serial killer is like thanks you for telling me, Deb. Like let's have sex now. Yeah. <laughs> Um and, and to your point, like yes, this is like the best relationship for Deb out of the the, the season so far. Um, but this is now three seasons in a row where Deb, the only person, and we had this problem six feet under. It's like there's twelve people, and t- all you twelve have to all fuck each other. Yeah, all gay and single, and you all manage to all have sex with each other. Yeah, and like you know how huge Los Angeles is, you know how huge Miami is. And Deb has not been able to find anyone outside of Brian. I know. Lundy. Yeah. And he had that, that thing with Gabe, the the storybook right. writer. And What's Deb's uh, type? <laughs> Old men who like work you... out in a gym, who are CIs for the police that smoke weed, that are 
amputee specialist. Like how funny. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like she's just going down yeah. all, down down the line. Um I think that covers Deb. I think we could finish with some deck stuff and then get into what this episode's all sure. about, the Camilla. Um so Dex, <laughs> I over here. Dexter, Dexter, and Rita are over at Uncle Miguel's. How ridiculous is that scene? Hey, muchachos, we are mira. just short, shortly after a month or past a month. And how many times could these guys have? And we say this every episode now, but how funny is it? Because they purposely, they've uh, what do you call this? Consciously took the leap to like, okay, now Jimmy, at this line we're gonna shoot here. You say, muchachos, Uncle Jimmy's going to put you to bed. Uncle Miguel. <laughs> I wish he was my uncle. I find that so weird. And I'm someone who, um, God, 12 years ago, I was dating a woman. And her brother had a baby. And they like inst- instinct. No. Insisted. It insisted that I was being, I would be called Uncle Victor. It's like I'm like literally just your boyfriend, and like we were like I had like a good relationship, whatever. Right. So, and I felt so, and I, I I would like leave the house and I would call my friends, and be like, dude, they don't, they keep calling me Uncle Victor. I'm not a fucking uncle. Yeah. But it was one of those things where you know, like people are neighbors are called cousins. Yeah. Like it was like that. Like everyone wasn't. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. Super. I would never like Miguel call myself Uncle. But, He's putting them to bed. Yeah, <laughs> they feel comfortable enough to. And but also they're strange. at they're at Miguel. And yeah. So I don't know how they're putting yeah. them to bed at it their house. So odd. Um. So Miguel and Dexter have a discussion regarding whether or not to kill Ellen Wolf, and um, much like Dexter's radar has been like you know it's like it's super personal for Miguel. Um, and this is where Miguel snaps on Dexter. Yeah. If you go back to like earlier in the season, Miguel's like trying to like bait Dexter into like being his friend mm-hmm. or just like trusting him more. Remember, he was like, Dexter, we're going to have disagreements. And but like, you know, I'm there for you. I'm going to trust. And then here's like, we're not killing Ellie Well, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just that that fuses. Yeah. You know, um, there's definitely more to Miguel just because everyone's been talking about it. Ellen Wolf and Sill is that, you know, this other side of Miguel, this other side of Miguel. So I guess it, I'm glad that we are finally seeing another side than just this great, fun, animated guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like it almost doesn't fit because the whole season we just know him as. Coño. Yeah. You, you know, man. this like cool guy. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's another side of him, and we have to see it. So, um, yeah, I, I think. See now, like, what do you think when? Because like this, this, this storyline of the episode wraps up where they meet up for like donuts or beer, or whatever, in this little cafe, and yeah, Miguel's just like, you know what? I'm sorry. Friends do the hard thing, and you did the hard thing in telling me no. Like, thank you, and I appreciate that. And this, in turn, after being told "fuck you." about killing someone yeah. that Dexter want to kill, this makes Dexter like, you know what? I think I want you to be my best man. I've known you for a month. You clearly mm. fit the bill of being my best man. Uncle Miguel. Uncle Miguel. Um, like, what do you think happened with Miguel? And are like, is there anything else there? Because there's like something I want for you to say, but I don't know. Like, I have hindsight. So anything on just how that, that like little storyline sort of wrapped up there? 
I don't I don't know if I know what you're asking me. Uh, well, how do you think about the way Miguel apologized and like sort of fixed it, whatever? Uh, I I don't know what to think about it. I I didn't I didn't think much about it. You didn't think it was just odd how he was so on board about killing Ellen Wolf, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh no, clearly." Well, I think that he might have been so on board, but then also Ellen Wolf helped get Albert Chung. So he said, um, you know, you were right about her and I was wrong. So that might have made him think a little bit differently. And I was just kind of thinking that Miguel got caught up in this whole tag team killing spree that maybe... drunk plan. Yeah. (laughs) That maybe, um, like, them not speaking or taking a few days apart just kind of gave him a better, clearer mind of, like, you can't go around killing people. And then, look, it's, like, kind of a good thing they didn't kill her because she got albert chung to the, to the cops you know yeah um but i didn't i didn't know any other way to that i was supposed to take it no uh i i i i'm pretty sure this is like a plague on the podcast where i'm like oh i want to come back to this and i hope i can later in the season because um this is just good stuff okay uh i guess we could close out the episode with the camilla sort mm-hmm. of the easiest pie here um like i said you know this episode sort of centered around camilla um, do you find it weird timing in the season at all? Because this came out of nowhere. You know, uh, Janet on, on Twitter was like, you guys didn't even talk about Camilla. And I told her like, well, I wanted to save a lot of it for this week. Yeah. Knowing what happens, like how much more are we going to talk about yeah. Spittle last week? Um, did you find this odd at all? The way just sort of like everything's going good. There's Miguel and Dex. And all of a sudden like, oh, Camilla's back and she's going to die. Um, I guess I thought it was a little odd, but not anything to really think about or get, sure. you know, or mm-hmm. like overanalyze. Uh, so Camilla is basically having an awful time dying. And the catch here is she's sort of asking Dexter to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let, let's knock out some things. Uh, Camilla pops out her funeral plans. Yeah. You got any funeral questions? No. Uh, Dexter saying this is morbid it's probably like one of the most normal things to do right if you're that close to death and you have terminal cancer yeah it's like think like you know um, it's just really funny Dexter calling something morbid well and it's also funny to see Dexter's opinion or point of view on a friend or loved one that's dying you know it's what like, do you mean well, he mentions a f- like that it's just like, I mean, like he clearly cares so much about Camilla. He's there visiting her all the time, saying that her funeral plans are morbid when really that is just her being responsible. But it's like, I think that he feels it maybe is morbid because he doesn't want to think about it or, you know what I mean? It's like someone close to him dying. So he doesn't want to, you know, it is morbid to think about that when, you know. Yeah. Um. So Camilla is basically like done fighting the fight, so to say. She's yeah. Like, you know, waving the white flag. Um, I asked you, like, could you ever do this with Dexter does? Yeah. And your response is? I don't know. So if I'm on my deathbed and I'm I'm like, that's it. I can't. I, I just shit myself. I didn't even know it. I My quality of life is terrible. Like they're not. But this tumor is slowing. I'm clearly going to die. You wouldn't. I think you would have to. There would have to be like, 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 like circumstances. If the circumstances are like that, it's Camilla, and we I'm talk Camilla. about it, and we, you know, then I guess I could. Dexter. Then I guess. Well, I, 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 I'm saying this to say like now we'll have it on audio. 
if I have like I give so much credit to these people who fight these things. Yeah. Because I if I if I find out I'm terminal, if I'm like Walter White in Breaking Bad, I'm doing so many drugs. Yeah. I'm doing I'm going <laughs> that's it. Like I'm done. Once they tell me I'm I'm terminal, end of story. Yeah. I think like I wonder how often this comes up medically and everything, and I guess that's what you sign those DNR forms and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's like, um, I remember like when my mother was dying. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish they would have. I wish someone would have. I'm sure she did. She did too. Yeah. You know. I don't. Know, I've just. I've seen two people. That's right. And my, my grandfather too. Like the, the, his last few days, like struggling to breathe. What's the point? And he's not even conscious. It's not even like he's getting to enjoy yeah. watching. Yeah. Or whatever. He's totally out of it. You know. Yeah. Um. So on Dexter's second visit of the episode, we see the tumor slowing down. Um, something I noticed this episode where I think minus Michael C. Hall and Jimmy Smith. This show has pretty terrible acting. Yeah. Yuki. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Deb, Deb's terrible. good. No, I think Deb's pretty good. I, I, I don't. I never. I never buy her as Deb. If that makes any sense. I think sense. Deb's pretty good. And that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. I think every I think Batista is a terror like you know yeah um, Quinn I, I, Quinn's pretty bad yeah uh, all of them you know how much were we laughing I actually think I I actually I think one of the best actors after Michael C Hall is actually Julie Benz Rita yeah like like she is she's she I think she's the most prolific out of the entire cast if right I'm thinking she's right. done a lot of stuff. Um, I wonder. I wonder who's be- who's more prolific, Julie Benz or her. Um, Julie Julie Benz was on on um Char- uh, not Charm Buffy, and she had this other show, and she's been in a bunch of movies. Um, anyways, um, where was I going with this? Oh, this woman, Camilla, her real name's uh, I think I have it here, Margot Martindale. I mean, remember we laughed when Rita was like, "Sale what?" Yeah, and like this other the woman who plays Sill, she's a nothing. You know, nothing against actor because I think acting is a hell of a lot harder than you think. For sure, I don't think they deserve like you know when you talk about what's we just watched The Shining, Jack Nicholson takes all that credit. In reality, like he was just given and had to act right. But I think it's a lot harder to act than people give him credit for. Uh, so I'm not downplaying any of these actors. They're all a million times... They're clearly a million times better at their job than I'll ever be at my job. Right. Right? So this is just like... So when I say like they're all terrible actors, we're used to a certain quality of acting, right? All of this to say, I think the woman who plays Camilla... Think about she could only act with her face. Yeah. And she does... Gr- I, I, yeah. I... And I don't know if you feel the same way. I really thought she was dying. Right. Like, yeah. No. Definitely. Like, you know, like yeah. Just the like it, some of it sort of goes over the top, but it's like sometimes like wow. Yeah. I can feel her like you know. Yeah. Like even like her breathing. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. And what I'm saying is by like the fate. Like you see, you know why Jimmy Smith is so animated? Just look at his arms. Yeah. Like if you ever like, I mean, again, I'm not an actor, neither are you, but there's like. You know, Six Feet Under sort of taught me to like look at like camera angles and, and stuff like that. But if you look at like acting, um. You know, we're sitting here talking on a podcast and it's like, look how much I'm using my, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, you know, you're using your body and all she could use is her face. I just think it's, I think she played this, you know, to bring yeah. her back for these yeah. two episodes. Um, so Camilla asked Dexter to kill her. This is euthanasia, right? Like willingly yeah. being killed. But I don't know if they do, they do that. Oh, I think that Dr. Kevorkian 
uh, was like a big use. He used to do it and he got like ended up going to prison for it despite it being like a valuable service. I mean, I don't want to take someone close to you, but just, I mean, again, I, I, I asked you already, but just picture a loved one. Yeah. Asking for it, like, please end this. Like, yeah. You know, but how do we end it? We'll get there. I want to talk about that too. Okay. Um, so the catch here, right, is like Camilla's at she, but she can't do it herself. Yeah. How would she even do it herself? I right. No, this woman can't even eat, can't pick up pie for yeah. herself. So she's like, I can't do it. But, and like Colton asked, Colton had texted me this and it's like, I think the same thing. Is it still suicide if you're like, can you kill me? Like under, she does, she, the reason why she can't do it is under the guise of being a good Catholic. Yeah. And like you're, you're supposed to go to hell. And, yeah. You know, um, and that, you know, religion, religion, I don't want to talk about religion, but like the spirit of suicide, you know, but like, is the spirit of suicide here? Like where she's in declining health big time. Is it even suicide at that point? I feel like it's not. It's not mental health. You know what I mean? Like there are, I'm with you. Like there are people like God, how, how sick, and I don't mean sick in a bad way, but how sick mentally they must be where they're like, death is the best option yeah. here. Yeah. I look at all my options and all yeah. my family and yeah. friends and yeah. the best way to do it is end Yeah. That's not what Camilla's doing. Right. That's not, like, you know what I mean? That's not, right. I imagine that's not in the eyes of the Catholic yeah. church. Yeah. This is not the, you know. And I also feel like, um, people that maybe have mental health and um like problems and they commit suicide you know it's and we talked about this a little bit with harry um it's a little selfish on their part if they have a spouse if they have family members if they have children you know to end your life when really maybe you could have just gotten help it's a little selfish and i think on the other hand in the camilla aspect of it um, like when you asked me, could you do that? Like, to, like, like if you mm-hmm. were on your deathbed, could you do that to me? I feel like my biggest thing of like why I wouldn't do that is because I would like selfishly not want you to die. <laughs> yeah, like but, I would selfishly want you to be here with me. Like, no, no, I you know, can't leave me too. Would, but no, I know. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's like it's just like I feel like suicide is would be like reversed of this like it would be selfish to kill yourself but it would be selfish of me to not like ease your comfort you know what i mean or ease your yeah. whatever L- let me say two things i could already feel if any of what we said is offensive or like we have the wrong look we're, we are not like pro- we don't we're not profe- no i'm just saying though like people can hear what, what we're saying and like take it wrong we're like you don't know shit about suicide and we don't right like you know uh when i was saying when i was saying like this is not suicide like no it's still suicide because suicide is not black or white it's taking your own life yeah doesn't matter if you did it because you have terminal cancer or because you're mentally ill right it's still suicide yeah there's four manners of death natural accidental suicide homicide yeah um so it doesn't matter if, you know, a 99-year-old killed himself or a 17-year-old. If anything, it sounds like we we said something out of line. We definitely don't mean it. We are... You're a hairstylist. I'm a funeral director. We don't know shit about suicide. Yeah, yeah. I just... I, 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 I'd hate for someone to be like, well, actually, and like, yeah. you know, we don't mean that yeah. at all. Um, and, and I guess even though this is suicide, I would say in the eyes of the Catholic Church, like this isn't suicide that would bring someone to hell. Right, this right. This is like, you know... Um, all right, I need to skate off this topic. <laughs> Dexter's third visit to the hospital. Um, this time he has shitty pie, but this is where we get to reveal that Camilla knew Brian Moser, Dexter's brother. 
I'm shocked you didn't have much reaction to that. When you were watching it, you were just like, you didn't like move or anything at all. You'll either give me a gasp or like you'll look at me and I'll yell at you to stop looking at me. You look yeah. at the TV screen. Um, so did it, any, anything about this, like Camilla telling that she knew who her brother, his brother was? Not really. And I guess it kind of goes back to Dexter resetting where even if things were brought up from previous seasons, it was kind of like, okay, so Camilla knew that that was your brother, but like, what does... What does that even impact anything? So the reason why I'm bringing it up is it's not implied Camilla knows Dexter knew this. Follow me? So when she says, you're afraid you're going to be like your brother, Mm -hmm. how does Camilla know Dexter knows? You understand? Because that whole Ice Truck Killer case came and went, and no one knows that that was Dexter's brother. Yeah. So when she says it, she says it like, you're afraid you're going to be like him. Like who? Do you understand what I'm saying or no? I, I might be a little lost. I don't know. So according to everyone, Deb, everyone, everyone in the show, minus Camilla, nobody knew that Brian Moser was related to Dexter. Right. Not even Dokes, right? right. I don't think he figured right, it out. Right, right, So, everyone assumes, everyone knows Dexter never had a brother, never had anything. Camilla says, you're afraid you're going to be like him. Like who? Brian Moser, the ice truck killer. That's world earth-shattering news to Dexter. Right, that she knew. But she says it like as if he knows he knew. Now, maybe... When he was digging for those files or whatever. Camilla says she burned it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a little bit of a plot hole there. I guess, but... Okay. (laughs) To me, it was just like when she says, I know who you are. You know, I know who your brother. And then at the end when he's like, I killed my brother. It's like, uh, okay. Like, what is it? Right. What? what, Yeah. What was the point? I I don't know what the point of that was. Yeah. 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 Um, Is it going somewhere? Like, am I going to know what the point of that was? No. Oh, okay. This gets struck. I'm just saying it's a little odd because, like, everyone else doesn't know. No one knows here. And she tells him as if he knows already. Like, Dexter, reality should have been like, wait, what? You know my brother is? But, like, why is she going to fake it with Camilla? Yeah. Um, Dexter's fourth visit to the hospital this time with Rita. Um, Like, last week we had that spittle. And this time... Rita taking care of Camilla with no gloves. Yeah. Ugh. Did she cough blood in this episode or yeah. was it last episode? No, yeah. is this one when Rita's with, with wipe- Rita? Because yeah. I don't remember seeing the blood here. Yeah, when Rita wipes her mouth, there's blood. <laughs> I tell you, this is one of the scenes where it's kind of like, okay, when she's like, Dexter, bring Rita in here. Bring that girl over here right now. Yeah, it's or whatever. Like, it's she like, says. settle down, Camilla. You have like 20 breath, 20 yeah. words left in your yeah. life. Like, they're there already. <laughs> like, so <calm> funny. <laughs> Um, so our episode ends with a fifth visit. Oh yeah, there's the blood. Oh God, put on some gloves, Rita. You're pregnant. Our episode ends with a fifth visit from Dexter with the perfect key lime and some sodium pentothal, which she feeds Camilla this life. Um, this life-ending key lime pie, and the perfect pie, so to say. Um, great question you asked before, and it's like one of the questions I. It's really morbid. But if I gave you an hour, you have to end your life. How would you do it? It's crazy to think of like, I don't even know if you have the tools to kill yourself within an hour. Yeah. Like you'd have to find a building that you were able to access it. And like, yeah, if you have a gun, of course. Yeah, right. But if you don't have a gun, right. how would you kill your, like, would you just run into traffic, whatever? That's a really morbid thing. I know. Um, yeah, but if I'm terminal right now, I guess you'd have to like get morphine. 
that's the only way you could kill me is like overdose me on morphine assuming you would have access to it right you know i have no clue yeah rat poison <laughs> like i don't know give me like, some key lime pie <laughs> i don't i don't know need some public key lime pie yeah. what what he was feeding her that key lime pie so fast <laughs> like it was like she like texts her calm down like you know did you notice that or no no that's funny though oh my god it I was like she was taking small bites but it was like you know she couldn't even finish chewing and he already was shoving the next one in her mouth it was weird so dexter reveals he killed his brother and does camilla say that's good yeah okay an odd moral system she has where it's like I can't possibly kill myself. Yeah. You can kill me. That's cool. Yeah. Because you're not Catholic. Also, good job killing your brother. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, and I, again, let's say Brian was true evil. Right. I'm sure. Like, you know. Um, anything on this before I ask you a question? No. Will you marry me? <laughs> yes. Nice. Still got it. <laughs> Do you think this changes Dexter at all going forward? Um... So, I mean, you know, I don't want to say we didn't talk about it, but just the idea of like, you know, Dexter, like he says, I'm always killing people. They're always begging for mercy. Yeah. Here, I'm killing someone for mercy. Um, And it's just different. I guess I didn't think about it. I think that him going to see Camilla as often as he did is kind of like his progression in like the family man role okay. as, we, as we've kind of seen all season. Um, So it makes sense now that you're asking this question. For maybe some other things to change and to progress as well. Um, again, I didn't really think about it before this, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes sense that maybe some things would change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, we're definitely getting to some good stuff. Just looking at what the next episode is. Uh, episode eight, the damage a man can do. Um, yeah, it definitely gets we get turn we getting turn turn up a little bit wow. next episode and everything. Uh, I think it brings us to the end of our episode. We talked a lot this episode. I think we were definitely over the hour mark, which is funny because remember like when we first started doing notes, I was like, oh my God, this is a long episode. Yeah. Compared, we had like 40 and it's huge. I don't know if you noticed how long, much longer this episode is. It's a good episode. Yeah. You know, um, that sort of closes us out. Anything else to say? Want to speak to the crowd? No. Say anything? (laughs) Nope. Nope. Well, um we are done with this episode and we will be back next week to talk to you about season three episode eight the damage a man can do nice (laughs) talk to you next week everyone stay tuned for some spoiler talk and if you don't want to be spoiled then don't listen after the break bye guys we are here with spoiler talk uh, and the main reason why i'm doing spoiler talk this week uh because there's a line that drops off that's dropped off here and it's you know sort of leads to the final episode of dexter um if i could go back a little bit uh something i was thinking during the episode i wonder if there was any sort of regret over killing camilla because you know from what we learned in season eight with dr vogel and everything um you know, Camilla could have been the perfect Vogel, um, understanding, you know, she is a 
clerk, for lack of a better term, um, records at Miami Metro, um, you know, they kind of like retconned, you know, for seven seasons, we know nothing about this Dr. Vogel, and all of a sudden, she's actually the creator of Dexter, so to say. So I just wonder if maybe having Camilla in there would have been, um, you know, something there. Um, uh, what else do I have here? Oh, yes, Miguel. I think this is the episode where Miguel sort of freaks out and knows Dexter won't bend. And I think that's why at the end you get that super calm, like, hey, I know friends make mistakes. And a good friend says no, you know. Um, I think this is where Miguel, know, he like sort of retools and he knows how he's going to attack, get Dexter to what we eventually see, you know, him with Ellen Wolf. Um, so that's something I never really picked up on last uh, my. my previous watchings and uh to sort of close out spoiler talk the line deb says here um just shoot me if i ever get like that pull the plug put a pillow over your head i'd never let you suffer you know and then we see what happens how deb dies at the end of season eight um i think this is total coincidence this was not planted to come back five seasons later they didn't know what they were doing next season let alone four seasons later different writers different showrunners all of that. Um, I think it's something that was coincidence more than it was, um, God, how would I say? You know, the more, more coincidence than it was what they meant to be. Um, that show was never that planned out. Uh, something more Boardwalk Empire, my friend Colton. Um, they have Jimmy's limp. And if you've ever seen that show, you know why that limp sort of comes back much later in the show. I believe something like that was planted. But that line here, the writers didn't plant this for Deb. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't think I could express it, what I actually mean. But um, I just never like hearing the notion like, oh, they threw that little, you know, teaser in there and five seasons ago. Like, no, I, I don't believe that at all. And I guess that's spoiler talk. We will... Talk to you next week.